Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Go with the flow, Douglas. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah. Your, that's your thing? Sure. Yeah? I mean, it really should be all of our things, right? Yeah. To go with the flow, to experience what we have uh, come to know as flow state. Yeah, and, uh, you know, being in the flow creates a, a lot of different ideas in the brain about what that is. Um, you know, it's a kind of altered state. We should mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think about a river flowing, and I always think about that phrase, um, don't push the river, it moves all by itself. Now, that's meant to suggest, like, hey, don't try to do things before you're ready to do them or to try right. to impose your own agenda onto things. But it also reminds me of flow in the sense that you cannot push the state of flow that we sometimes fall into. You kind of have to submit to it. Yeah. The, the model that I always come back to is, uh, is that of surfing. And it's not based on extensive surfing. I only surfed, surfed once with, uh, when I was visiting a friend in Hawaii. Uh, and he insisted, you know, all right, keep, come on, come out and try surfing. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And he just, in, and kept insisting, all right, keep at it, keep at it. You're not really surfing yet. You're just paddling among the, the, the waves. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, I really just want to, go back to the beach and get back on dry land because this is a lot of work and it's not really that fun. But as anyone who's surfed or even boogie boarded, I guess, uh, can tell you, there comes a point 
where you're you're you know you're paddling, you're paddling, you're laying on that board, and you're just you're just working your butt off uh, to keep up with the wave, and mm-hmm. then the wave catches you, and you don't have to paddle, and that's the point where you would climb up on the board and, and everything, because the 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 board is being propelled by the wave instead of by you, and that is for me is what flow state feels like if I'm if I'm writing, if I'm painting, uh, if uh, even if I'm doing some sort of a uh, uh, you know a manual sort of labor task in the backyard sometimes mm-hmm. um not very often but it happens is is that you reach that point where you're not you know it's almost like you're not having to work at it anymore you're you're being pulled uh by this force that seems outside of you. Yeah, um Dr. Ned Hollowell at Harvard Medical School described it as flow being a, a doorway to more that most of us seek. So I like this idea. I said, you know, submitting to it. Um, and some people say they slip into it. But again, this doorway, this portal that feels like you're you're just, you know, you're in a different state that you've left your body in a way. But at the same time, it's, you're full of um, awareness and clarity and things seem effortless. And that's this beautiful place to be. So we're going to try to explore this a little bit more today. And by the way, we have listener David to thank for this. He is a lecturer in game design at Glasgow Caledonian University. And uh, he wanted to open more of this up to us. Um, we've talked about flow in the past, but we really haven't done a deep dive on it. So it's been pretty fascinating. So thank you, David. Yeah, because flow you know, has come up in the past on podcast episodes. And I feel like it's a, it's one of these concepts that's not difficult at all to grasp the essence of. Because I think by some estimates, uh, 12% of people would not uh, know what we're talking about here and would maybe just have to imagine flow. But for the rest of us, Flow is something that at least occasionally pops up in your life, and, you, and you're like, yes, that is flow state. That is what I want to aim for every day. And this idea of flow, at least the idea of it, not the term, has been around for so long. I mean, Aristotle was trying to figure out what this is. Abraham Maslow of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs fame, he called these sessions of extraordinary experiences our peak experiences. And finally, we have someone by the name of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, uh, who came along and really studied this in earnest. Yeah, uh, Csikszentmihalyi, Hungarian uh, psychology professor. Uh, he uh, immigrated to the United States at the age of 22, um, currently at Claremont Graduate University. He's the former head of the Department of Psychology at the University of Chicago and of the Department of Sociology and Anthropology at Lake Forest College. And in addition to all of this, though, he uh, also uh, was at one time an avid rock climber, which is key. That's right. In, in the 70s at University of Chicago, he was trying to really figure out what this experience was. Yeah, because he's climbing these rocks, right? He's, he's, he's yeah. engaging it. He's just living in the moment. He's flowing with it. Yep. And he says these exceptional moments are what I have called flow experiences. He says the metaphor of flow is one that many people have used to describe the sense of effortless action they feel in moments that stand out as best in their lives. Athletes refer to it as being in the zone, religious mystics as being in ecstasy, artists and musicians as aesthetic rapture. I love yeah. that aesthetic rapture. Well, you're visited by the muse, right? The muse has, has ventured into your uh, little universe from somewhere beyond and is uh, somehow commanding your efforts. So for 10 years, he, he studied this in earnest all over the globe and surveyed a number of people. And we'll talk a little bit more about his methods 
in a moment, but um, one of the things that kept coming up besides this idea of it being effortless was this quality of fluidity. And that's where he came up with that term, flow. All right, so let's break it down. What are the, the qualities of flow? Well, first of all, we got to talk about goals. There's a clear set of goals that require appropriate responses. Uh, and and that, that's key here. Imagine rock climbing, because uh, that's a great example to come back to. There are, there's some clear goals in place here. You got to stay attached to that rock wall and not fall off. You want to move up, but not down, at least until you're ready to reverse directions. You want to reach from, you know, from one a handhold to another, from one foothold to the next. There are a clear set of goals in place. Yeah, or think of even like chess or tennis, which have a lot of rules to follow, right? It's a very black and white universe. And this is something that doesn't necessarily exist out in, you know, outside of the flow state, right? This black and white universe. Yeah. I mean, life is often really complicated where any given choice that we make, we have to think, is this the best choice? Am I, am I engaging with life correctly? Am I raising my child right? Because I'm hearing right answers and wrong answers all over the board. But then you go to the checkers board, you go to the chess board and there is a, there are a clear set of rules in play and, and it's a, it's a smaller universe, but it's a universe that makes a lot more sense. And that, self-contained universe would be the second quality of flow. So Csikszentmihalyi says that, you know, if you perform a religious ritual, you play a musical piece, you weave a rug, all of that, that that's a very self-contained universe in which you can apply those rules. Ritual is key because uh, because that, and a whole part of this, too, is that you're acting without questioning what should be done or how it should be done. Mm-hmm. So be it a religious ritual or this uh, this this uh, job that you do every day, there's a certain way to do it. You do it well. You know that you're going to get results from it, and you just give yourself over to the activity. Now, the third quality of flow would be immediate feedback. So you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you're playing tennis. You're playing chess. You're rock climbing, and you are getting feedback from your environment, from your brain, from your your muscle memory, from your neuronal memory about what's going on and how well you're performing at this task. Right. You're climbing that rock wall. You're going to know right away if that was a good move. You know, you're going to either either you're going to slip a little bit or you're going to realize, well, I'm, I, I really need to move this way up the wall. Or you're playing chess. You move that piece. Uh, you know, you might be engaged in a sort of a longer game strategy wise. But for the most part, you're going to find out right away uh, if that was a wise move to make. Right. Which kind of gives you a sense of control. Um, and mastery, and that leads to the fourth quality of flow, which is a manageable challenge. Because as you say, if if during this feedback process you're getting some information that you need to tweak things, then you have that control and you can rise to the challenge. So your skill level would be well-matched with the task at hand, um, but the task would be just difficult that you'd have to really stretch your skills without snapping them. In order to meet it. Yeah, like you you hear people about talking about going into beast mode, right? Like generally if they're going into beast mode, they're probably doing something that that engages their uh, their strengths, that forces them to go to to up their act a little bit, but it's not super easy, but it but it is within reach. Um an easy way to, to think about this is just think about jobs that you've done. I mean, we've all had jobs, uh, say uh, you've worked in a factory line. Not to say that all factory line is is drudgery. But uh, but it certainly can be, especially if the task is just you know doing one silly thing after the other, and there's no real flow to it. It's just it's just uh, monotonous, and it's and it's you know beneath your uh, your, your overall abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, is falling below uh, 
the uh, the, the flow state. Uh, likewise, if you find if you're thrown into if you're on a job and you're thrown into a new task that you really are not comfortable with, you don't know your way around a program mm-hmm. or or the office space, then it's 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 a it's a frustrating situation, and that's uh, and that's uh, beyond the flow state. Right. So you have to have that thing that again is stretching, but it's not snapping. Your brain and your body. Yeah, I mean, it, the passage of time flows into this too, right? Because when you're in the flow state, time just clicks by like that, right? Because you're just you're just sailing through it. But if you're doing something just boring as right. hell, it's gonna. T- it seems like the day lasts forever. If you're frustrated at that first day of work when yeah. you're out of your element, it just seems to take forever. Well, I mean, a good example of this is: is have you ever been writing mm-hmm. or researching or doing something that's really pleasurable and? You just keep ignoring the signals from your bladder yeah. that that it needs to be tended to, and you can yeah, I'll get to you, I'll get to you, and that's how I always know that I'm in a flow state because I'll be like yeah, yeah, I know that's some sort of biological consequence going on right now, but I don't have time for it. I'm in the flow, and that's what's so incredible because you are in that state of this kind of black and white tones, a self-contained universe, and it's a refuge. Where everything else, all the gray tones of life just recede into the background. And then this feels like there's some sort of fundamental element of the core of yourself that you're able to express, that you have some sort of access to that. And some people call it the muse, right? Yeah. And, of course, it goes without saying that in all of this, you're shutting off that uh, default uh, mode network. Those, uh, that, you know, the nagging voices and concerns about the past and the future. You really become the act. You become the thing you're doing. It's almost like a superhero, you know, where it's you're no longer the journalist Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've stripped uh, off the, your, your boring work clothes and you've become this, this thing, this, uh, this ideal version. Yeah, and we've seen this before, and we've talked about it in jazz musicians who are able to dim the lights in their prefrontal cortex, that, that part of your brain that is uh, all is responsible for executive function, and, and will say all those sort of nagging, annoying things like, is this really good? Are you? Is that a great note that you just wrote or <laughs> that you just played? It dims all of that in order for the rest of your brain to fully engage in creation at that very moment. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about who enters the flow and how much. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. uh, It was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential, and then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Mihai, Chiksent Mihai, and um, wanted to talk about his experience sampling method. So, again, within this 10-year global study, it's something that he employed uh, to create, at some points, a virtual film strip of a person's daily activities and experiences. And we're talking about 2,300 respondents who were outfitted with uh, a pager or a watch would, would, which would go off at random times within each two hour segment. And that would prompt the person to stop what they were doing, write down in a book, um, where that person was, what that person was doing, thinking about, uh, who they were with, and then that person would rate their state of consciousness on various numerical scales. So what they 
did is they amassed something like 70,000 pages from people and went through all those pages at their Chicago lab and they tried to figure out a sort of um, quantitative and qualitative way to get at this idea of flow and come up with some statistics. Yeah, and some of the statistics are, are pretty uh, pretty impressive. Um, it says that roughly one in five Americans claims to enter flow uh, as much as several times a day, whereas about 15% say they never uh, enter this mode. Uh, it never happens for them. Um, and the frequencies, he says, uh, seem to be quite stable and universal. For instance, they conducted uh, a survey of um, 6,469 Germans. Um, same, you know, same questioning, same, uh, same rigmarole. Uh, and they found that, uh, that uh, those who uh, entered flow often, 23%, sometimes 40%, uh, rarely 25%, and the never or don't range was around 12%. Yeah, so it's pretty universal here um, across cultures that people experience a state of flow. And uh, moreover, Chuck Sentnihai and his colleagues found that people reported that they felt happier uh, when they dipped into those states of flow. In other words, their overall happiness rating happened to be uh, larger than their non-flow state counterparts. And they found that uh, that flow generally occurs when a person's doing his or her favorite activity. You know, so again, you're you're gardening, you're engaging with your art or your cooking or whatever. Uh, it also occurs, though, when uh, when one is driving, uh, when you're talking to friends. Um, a lot, surprisingly, it, uh, it occurs a lot at work. Uh, he said very rarely would they see people who would uh, actually enter this flow state during passive leisure activities, such as watching television or just sort of kicking back in your backyard. Now, I have read that in rare occurrences, you can have a state of flow with with television, but it has to be something that is so incredibly engaging mm-hmm. that you meet the conditions of flow. Yes. Um, now we know about television and the quality of it. So there's, I would say overwhelmingly there, there may not be shows that engage people to that extent, except for True Detective. Well, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Yeah. Shows like, like True Detective or I'm, I'm really enjoying the Nick right now. You, um, you, you engage in these shows and you, you do feel sort of pulled along by their own energy. Um, and at times it's easy to take that for, for granted, especially if you're in kind of a drought of good television. Yeah. Those are the worst. All right. So we talked about those conditions of flow. What are they? Especially if you consider this in the context of television, uh, something that you're watching. You have to be completely involved with what you're doing. That's one condition. Yeah. So, again, it's everything shut off to the point where you, you're forgetting that you uh, need to be somewhere or that you need to urinate. Yes. A sense of ecstasy of being outside everyday reality. Uh, great inner clarity. You have a sense of what needs to be done and how to do it. Yeah, everything's like it's almost like bullet time, or like any any uh, sequence in a film where a hacker is doing something on a computer. They're like, oh, he's in, he's in a flow state. He's just completely cut out. He's just living it. Yeah, I'm just I'm doing the Sandra Bullock like crazy <laughs> um, keyboard fingers right now, yeah. Annette. Um, I love that. Like she's not even really typing real things there. Then there's a confidence that the activity is doable. So the skills are adequate to do the task. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's in a flow state being thinking, it might work. I don't know. No, you're you're owning it. Sense of serenity. You have no worries about the self and feelings of growing beyond the boundaries of the ego, right? That's right. The default mode network is shut down. It's dim to the background. Not, Not hearing it. Yeah, it's kind of a meditative quality to it. Uh, you have a sense of timelessness and intrinsic motivation. Whatever produces flow becomes its own reward. So we're talking about in terms of work, work for 
work's sake. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know somebody's writing, and it's not about oh, where am I going to try and sell this short story, or you know who's going to who's going to read this, or what am I going to do with it? No, it's it's or even what am I what's it going to be like when I try and edit this in a month? It's about the act of writing. It's about being caught up in what you're doing. And you know, a lot of times I'll work at night because I just find that it's another part of the day that I'm productive and it allows me to kind of mull over some of the stuff that that we talk about or research. And I have to tell you that I look forward to it. Like I, I sit there and think about sitting at my kitchen table and really like getting into the work hmm. and perhaps even having like a bowl of popcorn next to me, um, my dinner popcorn. So it's not too surprising then that one of Chicks Sent Me High's findings is that People have more occasions of flow on the job than in their free time. Yeah, this is interesting because on just on a surface level, it's easy to say, well, you know, work is drudgery and at home, that's where you're going to do the things that you really live for. But when you think about our work tasks, a lot of times those tasks are going to line up with their, those requirements for flow because you're going to have uh, – well, well, the example that always comes to my mind when I think about this is when I worked at newspapers and I paginated. So I'm physically, I'm not physically building it, but on a screen in mm-hmm. like InDesign, I'm building a front page of a newspaper and then the interior pages. It's basically Tetris with words and pictures, you know, making it all fit together in a readable sense. Um, it's not something that I was passionate about. It was something that I could do. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, you know, self-contained universe. Here it is on the page. Things are fitting in the page. There are rules uh, in play. There's a definite uh, goal in mind. And then I would end up losing myself in this flow state of this uh, this this work task that I would never do uh, outside of work and certainly haven't haven't done since I left newspapers. Yeah, I would say this. Uh, I've experienced the same thing with database management, putting queries together. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's, it's matching the skill level to the challenge, you know, and, and kind of bumping that up and saying, can I, can I tweak this a little bit more? Can I get a little bit more out of it? And it does put you squarely into that moment, which I think is so important for this. Now, Chick Sidney High also, he does point out that especially, uh, you know, in, in America and in the West, we, uh, we have, uh, this idea that's often passed down to us that work is not supposed to be fun or, or engaging or enjoyable, that it's supposed to be drudgery, and so it's easy to fall into that trap. He also adds the caveat that, that yes, there are going to be people that are stuck in jobs that do not give them any level of satisfaction, and that's just an unfortunate reality. And, though, and oftentimes it can be difficult to get out of those uh, environments. Uh, but... But uh, but that you do see more just based on the ESM studies uh, that he conducted, you do see more occasions for flow on the job than in the free time. Because again, there are rules in place; there's a task to be done, and if you have the skills to do it, then you have the possibility to enter flow state. Yeah, and it, it is kind of a bummer if you're not into your job, you don't feel a challenge. Then that could obviously create obstacles to feeling like you're in the flow state or could enter it. And something high does say like maybe you could build in challenges or, or reframe it in a way that you could enter a state of flow. Um, maybe that's a bit reductionist, maybe not, but it's interesting nonetheless in, in discussing it. Now, corporations are wild about this idea. <laughs> because what happens when you're in a state of flow? 
you get more work done. You, you get more you work. Take fewer breaks. You're you're not even bothering to urinate. You're wasting less water <laughs> to flush urine down the toilet. It's true. It's a win-win for everyone. And the McKinsey Quarterly conducted a 10-year study that basically basically corroborates this. They found that top executives engaged in a state of flow were five times more productive than their non-flow counterparts. That's 500% more productive. So it would make sense that people would try to game this. And when I think about gaming it, think about video games, which we'll talk about in a moment, but also think about something called the Flow Genome Project. And uh, this was founded, this project, by Stephen Kotler, who is a um, journalist, a novelist, and uh, he wrote The Rise of Superman, and by Jamie Wheel, the director of the program of the Flow Genome Project. Uh, now, it says genome, but really there's nothing... There's nothing here to do with genetic material. Um, They're talking about it more in a way of trying to get the core components of flow defined and decoded. And what they say is that you could do this. You can you can take flow and you can really bump up your performance. And they used athletes to study this. Now, Kotler personally got involved with this project because he had Lyme disease. And he says that he was bedridden for a couple of years. And as a way to try to rehabilitate, he began to surf. And as a science journalist, he was astounded to find himself in what he felt like was this magical moment. And not being someone who would just say, oh, I have I had a magical, mystical moment. He tried to figure out what was going on. And that's when he really started to do a ton of research into state of flow. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, 
personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. If you haven't heard of Visible, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. Having a one-line plan means you only need you to save. No estranged roommates, exes, cousins twice removed, or AI-powered humanoid robots needed. And because $25 a month really means $25 a month, you can call, text, stream, whatever, as much as you want without worrying about getting dinged at the end of the month. No hidden fees, no surprises. No, really. It's like the old saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. So spread the word. Tell all your friends there's a wireless company out there with transparency in their name, and they're called Visible. Start saving on wireless today at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Now, Kotler, uh, writing in his book of The Rise of Superman, found a couple of different things about athletes that's really interesting. Um, he said that the fight or flight response, also known as the adrenaline rush, would seem to be opposite of flow. Okay. But he said that the two highs are actually linked. He says that risk heightens focus and flow follows focus. And he he says that uh, fight or flight response will actually prime the body chemically and psychologically for the flow state. And he said that athletes report moving through one to get to the other. Now, he's got a TED Talk, if you guys are interested in learning more about that. And he also has a Google Talk that he gave. But um, just to kind of give a quick and dirty of the neuroanatomy, as they call it, of flow, Let's talk about four stages here. Jamie Wheel uh, discusses this in length, and he says that at the outset of flow, we're faced with a problem, right? Especially in the context of an athlete. Right. Okay. You you want to make a uh, better time than you did before. You want to win the race. Or it's just yeah, the 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 gun has gone off and it's time to run. Or there's a there's a, a football player coming at you and he's trying to tackle you. Yeah. What are you going to do? Let's call it the panic moment. Yeah. Um, this is when your prefrontal cortex the executive function of your brain wants to solve that problem. And you have the amygdala very active, amygdala processing fear, fear of failure. And you've got your brain toggling between these states and you have beta waves, which are really active going on at the same time. Now he says that, especially in, in athletes, um, you have the person 
then sort of trying to confront that fear and trying to instill what you might call a relaxation response. And in doing so, taking a breath and trying to cultivate that response, you have nitric oxide flushing away cortisol, which we know is a stress hormone, and norepinephrine. And those faster beta waves are then replaced by these slower alpha ones. And you have dopamine, and you have endorphins showing up on the scene. And now, now the conditions are just right for you to go into a state of flow. And he says that you get these... um a deeper, slower state going on in your brain. Now, imagine this to an athlete who is moving maybe at top speeds. All of this is going on. To think that your brain is now moving into theta waves and then into gamma waves rolling in. And he says that this is when your brain kind of gets those lightning bolts of insight or that sense that you're just experiencing something mystical or great or you're at the peak. Now, he says that it doesn't necessarily stop there. That in order for you to actually game that performance, you have to let that experience coalesce. And how do you do that? You go to sleep. You go to sleep, of course, right? And you let all of that stuff marinate in your brain for a while. And as we know um, with performance in any activity, if your brain dreams about it, you're probably going to be able to boost your performance, especially if you're aware that these are the states that inform flow and performance. Yeah, and this is a fight or flight thing too. It it makes perfect sense even outside of the context of sports because you know uh, you're at the playground, uh, your kid's on a ladder or something, and they start to fall. Mm-hmm. You don't think about what you're doing; it just kicks in. You do it. It's in a, in a, you enter into kind of a mini flow state just to do what needs to be done. And it's interesting that you say that because uh, when Kotler and Wheel are talking about this, they're talking about it in a kind of survival framework that. Basically, athletes and other people are tapping into this idea of flight or fight, survival, get into that flow, get into that moment where you can really control it. Now, what Kotler says is that this kind of high can be problematic because it can become addictive. And just to to, um, step back from this for a second, I should mention that they're coming at this from a very, very narrow framework. They're talking about athletes. They're talking about gaming survival instincts. There are other types of flow. And so when I talk about coming uh, or thinking about uh, working on my stuff at the kitchen table, that's a kind of, that's a nice version of flow, right? That's like, oh, that's very much like kitten farts and rainbows. Um, I'm not in the other state of flow where maybe I didn't have enough time to prepare for the podcast and now it's the 11th hour and I've got to get it done da, 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 and I have to force myself into flow or else. Well, you know, you, you frame that as a negative flow, but... It's still flow, and it's still you still end up losing yourself in the moment. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, newspapers earlier, and like newspapers by their very nature are last minute. I mean, you're just always dealing with those deadlines. You're you're we're working up to the last minute. You're over the deadline, but you're still entering that flow state to get it done. Well, and when I worked at a weekly, I definitely would experience that high, but it's not my preference. However, to come mm-hmm. to the table like that um, now. Again, this is very a narrow framework that these guys are, are working from. This is very new. They they even say this sort of neuroanatomy of flow is is yet to be fully informed. But I should say that it does give us an even better idea of why there is so much cognitive flow academia talk involved in game design. 
Yeah, I mean, indeed. Think back to again to the qualities of flow and what what kind of what it takes to get to a flow state. You need a self-contained world. You need uh, rules in place. You need a black and white idea of what's good and what's bad. I mean, think about any video game that you have ever engaged with. You're dealing with that kind of a system. It's a self-contained little world, maybe a sandbox world. There are rules in place. Mm-hmm. There's good guys. There's bad guys. There's things you're trying to achieve. There are tasks that you're ch- you're clicking off the list. And most importantly of all, the the difficulty is not too great. Um, and if it is too great, you can probably go into a little menu and scale it down a bit until it mm-hmm. reaches the level that you're comfortable with. Yeah, our uh, game designer listener David says this is why many big commercial games designers try to deliberately foster flow in the player because why? Well, the more flow you're in, the more you're going to play that game and the more you're going to buy, right? So it would make sense that they, they've created this world in which survival is mm-hmm. also paramount um, and, and keeps you within the confines of it. So you're stuck in the flow, but in a good way. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, we talked about earlier about the possibility of addiction to the flow state. And uh, certainly there are people who deal with, uh, with, with gaming addiction, where that game just becomes the flow state you enter in that game is just so nice and so uh, addictive. You just keep coming back to it again and again to the detriment of other things in your life. For that matter... Uh, you can easily imagine one, somebody who has uh, become addicted to the flow state at work to the point where they're neglecting other aspects of their life. Now, I do have to point out that children are constantly engaged in a state of flow. Of course they are. And Dr. Seuss actually described uh, adults once as obsolete children. So <laughs> in a way, it's it's us getting back to that sense of play. And I wanted to read a quick thing from Charlie Hone. He's an author who's... Um, entered the Ted Gladiator arena himself to talk about this. And uh, he wrote a blog entry for the School of Life and says, I have to approach work as play. Otherwise, my work sucks. When I tackle a problem with a sense of play voluntarily because I'm inherently attracted to it, my creativity and optimism and happiness soar. I become fascinated with the world. I fall in love with people. And whoever I'm working with helps me make the game more fun. Our positive energy becomes contagious. That's where my best work has come from. And I thought, well, that's a nice way to perhaps cap off some flow. Yeah. Hey, so there you go, the flow state. Uh, as always, be sure to check out StuffToBlowYourMind.com. That's where you'll find all the podcast episodes, all the blog posts, all the videos, as well as links out to our various social media accounts. And, hey, we would love to know about your flow experiences. Are there certain times of the day that you get into the flow or certain sort of things that you do that are sure to put you into that state? Please share it with us, and you can do so by writing an email to BlowTheMind at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.